Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to our recap of The Bachelorette Season 17, so Katie's season, Episode 1. So, Chris, we're back again with our favourite franchise, says <laughs> firmly tongue-in-cheek. And obviously, Katie, she made it famous, didn't she, on Matt's season by coming in with a, uh, a dildo. And tonight, she got to meet a bunch of pricks. <laughs> One of them had a jock strap as well. <laughs> Oh, Dave, come on. Look, like, <laughs> I watched the start of it, and, and you know, you get that reveal, don't you, of what's coming up in this season. And I'm thinking, all right. And you'd seen the, the, like, the trailer bit, and you're like, I'm in, I'm in. And I'm watching it. I'm yep. like, all right. Okay, I'll, I'll buy into it. I looked at the clock, and it's two hours. And I'm thinking, fuck me, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> and then it just, it just starts then. It just starts... We've, we get full Katie dynamic of her family and where she's from. She's not had a great upbringing, Dave. Has anybody had a, a normal upbringing, Dave? Let's yeah, be honest. You could Myself, always you. have a good moan about how you're growing up, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah, everyone could. The sob story. But what I will say, Dave, and I'm going to set my stall out from the beginning, I praised Katie in the season uh, 16, uh, Matt's season, sorry, of The Bachelor. I thought she was really good. She tackled Victoria and a lot of the mean girls, and she was really good. However it did feel off at times because I was sort of like, why is she so trying to be the hero? But I, I was all praised for her. And, but when she left, I knew straight away, I thought, oh, she's popping up. And then you'd heard from Reality Steve, aren't you, one of the rumours that she's going to be the Bachelorette. And straight away, the penny drops. It's so fucking incestuous, this Bachelor Nation. And, and that's not being offensive to anybody. I mean, like the people who star on it, because we're all fans and all that. It, I just felt in this episode, Dave, Katie was so false and polished for me. I felt the whole thing, I, I was more towards her in the episode thinking, oh, Kate, no, you've just proper done me over here. I, I believed in her, Dave, and thought, oh, we're going to have a really good season. And we might do. But from what I've seen in this episode, I'm not buying what she's selling. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I just feel like, I, I guess there's two things before we get into the details two things that jumped out at me obviously we don't have chris harrison do we hey. and i felt like the, yeah exactly <laughs> i felt like the episode was better for it you know everything felt lighter you didn't have this redundant prick going just to let you know this is the last rose <laughs> you know? and and come over here and I'll, I'll share with you my pearls of wisdom chris about all the you know what you should do and all this stuff so yeah definitely better without chris harrison um but oh, I, I don't know if it's because we've watched so many seasons you know over the last 12 18 months but Christ, I've seen this format now so many times, and it's exactly the same. You know, when Katie's there at the start and she's waiting, it's like, well, it, it looks like she's waiting for the limo. And it's like, no, no, this is where, you know, obviously in previous seasons, Chris Harrison turns up, and then you just disappear for a chat. You know, and you have a chat, and then you come back, and then you meet everyone. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened, Chris. And, yeah. and it's just like, it's almost... It's the same script, but different actors. Yes. And, and that's, that's the thing that I feel like. It made the actors, you know, Katie in this case, it, it made them come off worse because it's like, well, you just, 
you're just doing things that I've seen this play before. So I, I think it was that. I think in this first episode, you know I don't like first episodes anyway. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, I don't remember anyone. Who the fuck's he? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that does my head in anyway. But I think it's difficult for a lead to come off well in this first episode. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I do think there is something we need to address, Dave. So so Taisha and Caitlin are the co-presenters, aren't they? Her support. Mm-hmm. And the way they came in, though, and went behind her, like she didn't know they were coming, Dave. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't believe it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we do believe it because you've probably tried this four or five times before you got the shot, Katie. Come on. I think her acting, her fake reality acting is terrible. But... Yeah, Dave, there's yeah. going to there's going to be a serious issue, and there's something that I absolutely love. And me and you got basically we've ruined a lot of our good friends who listen to the podcast. Thing on Chris Harrison is which one of Tasha and Caitlin's going to come over to Kate and go, "This is the final rose," and then walk away, Dave? Because I tell you what, that is a big <laughs> moment in the Bachelor Nation. The well, Chris it Harrison. Did, it didn't happen though, did it? No, we had a rose ceremony later, and we didn't get the immortal words, you know. So. <laughs> Clearly, you know, other people can't deliver it. But half the press, Chris, did you see the article I sent you? Yeah, you did. I did indeed. Yeah, so Harrison is parting ways. So he was thinking he was going to schmooze his way back into Bachelor in Paradise. And yeah, Chris, I've I've learned some lessons. You know, I realise what I did was wrong and all the generic bullshit without talking about specifics at all. But no, they're not having any. Um, and I think you know the fact that they're bringing in David Spade. That was I think we talked about that last week. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, you know he didn't like that, and so uh, I think they're going to try and go in a a kind of lighter, more fun direction, which I'd be all for. Um, because it is all a bit silly, isn't it? It's so up its own ass about this whole process <laughs> and everything. I think it needs to poke fun at itself a little bit and i think i'd enjoy it a lot more if it did yeah i agree and and, and from there like obviously we're, we're, i agree with that totally because i think look we've we've only just joined the vaccination in the last couple of years haven't we so it is pretty bad of us to you know sort of go all in i can imagine after 20 years of doing this day me and you you would probably do a two-minute podcast and go right we're done you know what I mean? Because it is monotonous. It's the same things. I'm sure the show's evolved slightly, but we have having Chris Harrison there. That's always going to be that old school vibe. And sometimes things happen for a reason and it may change and become brilliant, you know, and, and this season could be amazing. I just be, could just be me because we, we're tired slightly of the format I mean, where people probably listening to go, well, why are you listening to it? You pair of idiots. But, but I do think it just feels, it doesn't feel organic, The Bachelor. That's the problem, I think. And But I will say, the start was very strange. So we got introduced to about 10 of the guys and then we went into other guys coming and actually meeting. So we had like these VTs on different ones. It was Connor, mm. Carl, Brendan. Uh, the one that stood out for me, which I thought was brilliant. So we had Justin, who's the artist, very clever guy. And and the, there was only one who had really thought was, was seemed quite genuine. It certainly wasn't Carl Smith, the motivational speaker, Dave. 
he has a great oh, life, and then he had, and he got, we'll <laughs> and he got, and he got his two nephews and nieces who he's probably never played with in his life, and he's playing with and going. I think Kate is the one for me. I've never the one thing that I've got not got in my life, and I've got a great life is a partner and a, a wife and all this. And and you could see they were kicking the hell out of him, his nephew and niece. They're off camera. He's like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> but it all worked for, for for that story. But it was I tell you, I was shocked by day that Mike, the baseball player, thirty one. He's a base and he's a virgin, and he, he started getting a bit upset. I, I found that really, um, it must be very religious and that as well, which is nothing wrong with that. But I, I found that, that that's going to be a struggle for him, I think. I think so. It's got to be a religion thing. It did have me pondering, Chris. I mean, he must sort himself out quite a bit as well, mustn't he? I, I did think because he's a baseball player, he's got a strong arm, man. Do you think he's a pitcher, Dave? Because <laughs> <laughs> I which, which one came first? Was it like the fact that he's got this monster right arm, and it's like, oh, that's quite handy for pitching as well. <laughs> I didn't know whether you'd bring that up. I was going to say, he's got a fucking right arm like an arm wrestler, and he's got a twig left arm, but a fucking massive right arm. I mean, fair play to him for coming out, you know, like that. It's certainly not not an easy thing for him to do. I think the shots of him becoming quite emotional, I I think they were from later in the season. Sorry, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. This is why you can't sort of trust the bloody producers of this show. They they cut things in to make a story, you know, but you're not sure of the chronology of it all. But yeah, fair play to him for coming out. I mean, your mind just wanders, doesn't it, to 40-year-old virgin? Yes. (laughs) With Steve Carell. Um, So yeah, it's... You know what I found, Chris? We'll rattle through some of the the guys, but I I did feel like, you know, Katie, she obviously turned up to Matt's season with the vibrator. Yeah. And it almost seems like that's her persona now. That's her whole persona. And you can see with the guys talking about her being so sex positive and everything. It just seems like... People have got a pigeonhole now. Is this one-dimensional character in this bachelor story? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't look. Well, she'll definitely evolve as a person, Dave. Whether it's fake or not, as this series goes on. But I do think, and I agree with what you say about the guys. A lot of them. Were, there was a lot of innuendo there, Dave, wasn't there? That's that's what I mean. All the sort of sexual innuendos. It's a bit more than what I've seen in previous seasons, and I, I think again it's playing on the playing on Katie with the vibrator thing. Yeah, and I think Dave, out of all the guys who were sore initially, I thought Trey was the one who seemed to stand out. But he then did that fake reading of the letter his mum had sent him. And he was like, mm. you could see he was really awkward afterwards, laughing and looking at the letter like he was holding it dear. I'm, not, I'm sure he loves his mum and his dad, but he, he was... Actually, but when he actually saw Katie, I did think he, he... Of everyone I'd seen at that point, he seemed the most genuine. Yeah, I mean, it's like I say, I'm, I'm not going to draw too many conclusions. I think we tore strips off pretty much everyone last week, didn't we? So, yeah, you know, they they need to they need to get their way in to our good books. I'd say, you know, one thing I I did notice, Chris, there was a few of the blokes who had like the old half mass trousers. Oh, Dave, I was going to say, Michael, <laughs> uh, David, the one from New York. What were them yeah. fucking pants? So, so here's the thing, right? First time I 
saw this kind of thing was probably on Love Island. Now, was that 2018 when we did the first one? I think it was, wasn't it? I think it, it was, or, yeah. Or was it... <laughs> Or was it 2019? It was no, 2019. Five. Yeah, 2019 it was. Tommy Fury's season. That's right. So, but when you see people like Tommy Fury, he's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. Michael, you know, ex-fireman, also built like a brick shit house. So when they've got these massive muscly legs and you've got these tight half-mass trousers, it's got a good look to it. But when you got little stalks and the the half-mass trousers are quite loose. I just think it looks fucking weird. And I don't care, Chris, if anyone tells me, oh, well, that's just because you're, you know, old fashioned and whatever. It looks fucking awful, doesn't it? Yeah, for me, it does. Because he, he had like brown shoes on as well, which are slip ons. And he, he, I, say, I actually thought he had Aladdin, you know, them curly pointy shoes that Aladdin has on. <laughs> I actually thought he had that. No, honestly, I'm not just saying that. I'm not saying that in a nasty way, but because it was dark and the, the mood lights were on as he was talking to Katie I had to literally lean right into my TV and I was I've got a fucking 50s TV and I'm leaning right into it going what sort of shoes has he got on there because it looked like he had like pantomime shoes on but but I will say <laughs> right so sorry, before we move off Michael because I, I think when he gets out his watch again I'm thinking the old Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction yeah <laughs> he literally said you see this watch <laughs> I've been in that limo with this hunk of junk stuck stuck on my ass. <laughs> just, uh, just being uh, stupid, Chris. No, no. He did. He literally <laughs> said, "You see this watch?" And I just thought Christopher Walken that. But anyway, well, sorry, Chris. I cut you off there. No, no, no. And there's something we've got to address right now. Anybody who listens to us across our other podcasts, and I know uh, Lucky Lulu Green and Kent Gustafson do, and Lauren do, they listen to us across it. One of the things we, me and you always have a bit, and I, it's probably me more than you, I have a massive problem with, is the way that the English are portrayed in movies. It fucks me off, that stupid fucking royal family accent you get in the movie, you know, oh, hello, and all that crap. Nobody speaks like that in the UK other than middle-class wankers who go to private schools and that we don't speak i mean you speak posher than me dave but you're not posh we're just normal people aren't we, we, we no 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 <laughs> you, you've got you've got a better vocabulary than me man every other word i say has got a fucking it, it but but your vocabulary is better than mine but we're regional accents but unfortunately a lot of people and i've had it when I've got, i said to you before on this show when i got to vegas people think i'm from fucking australia they're like uh, oh where in australia are you from manchester england mate i've had it loads of times because <laughs> We can hear the dialects, and I know of the American accents. As a, a traveler around America, you're probably the same. I can, I know a New York accent a mile away, Boston, things like that. So you can pick up on that dialect. Maybe it's a bit more difficult, the English accent. But we talked about Andrew S last week, who said he was a football in Austria. We said he's got to be a soccer player, which, you know, we all know that's mm. real football, football. And he isn't, he's an American football in Austria, Dave. Well, I don't know of any world-class American football leagues in Austria. I could be wrong, but he, he spoke a bit of Austrian, a bit of German, great. When he did the English accent, Dave, I was like, <laughs> oh, mate, don't. When he started speaking to Katie, and then later on she did the same thing, and I'm sat there with my, co my toes curling going, shut the fuck up, that is not an English <laughs> accent. What are you doing? And they're like, going, oh, yes. No, I know I'm waiting for us to do the old classic. Uh, are we going to have a cup of tea and some crumpets? And I know it sounds daft. It just fucking annoys me that so much. I know we do it. We My accents are awful. I can, I'll can i hold my hands up and say, I am terrible. But every time they did it, David, probably because we're from the UK, not about yourself, but I was just cringing like, oh, please stop. Please make it stop. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they all have these, like, little gimmicks, don't they? That they try and make that first impression and try and make themselves memorable. I was just... I guess I was struggling. You know, us being English. I mean, if he... Would you have been more satisfied, Chris, if he'd have gone up to her and gone, you're right, our kid? <laughs> yeah, because I, I recognise the accent. <laughs> and that's an even worse impression of my accent, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I take oh, it back, dear. Andrew S. Dave's just done a worse one. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I always do the worse ones. Um, I, I don't know. The fact that was, they were trying to put on a posh English accent. I just, I didn't really know what the... I didn't think it was a strong gimmick, was it? Doing a doing a bit of an impression and pretending you're English, because it's like it's a short-lived thing, you know. And and I don't see why that makes a, a positive impression. Um, yeah, but yeah. It probably it's a weird one, isn't the it? Manchester accent, though. <laughs> yeah, but, but Dave, right? I tell you what, I, and it started off quite well. We had, like you say, we had normal suits on, a little bit of a joke, and then it just went utterly fucking ridiculous. <laughs> then it went pantomime, fucking cartoon stuff. So we had a jock strap being thrown around, Dave, didn't we? We had a guy who brings a fucking blow up doll in, said he's, she's kept him company oh, and all this. What you is, know what? When he was building up to that, though, I was thinking, oh, he's going to bring out a fucking sex doll. And I'm like, I knew. no, I knew. he's not, he's not going to bring it out. And then when he brings it out, Cody like, it was. Yeah. See, I don't, I, I, when, you know, Katie brings out her little uh, toy, you know, it's kind of a bit playful, isn't it? But I don't know, there's just something a bit worse, you know, when, when a bloke, well, a bloke brings out a full-size sex doll. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I know, and I think you're right. I mean, this is this is from a male perspective, but but Katie bringing that out, the dildo didn't. You just see it as a bit of fun, though. It's a bit of a joke. Yeah. Like if you go on a hen night in the UK, that's like they'll, they'll attach them to yeah. the brides, won't they? And and you know there'll be the presents to get them and taking the piss, saying like, oh, when when the sex dries up, at least you can have a bit of fun or whatever. That's a joke, but I agree as a man. If you've got a fucking blow-up doll, I don't know anybody, Dave, who's got a blow-up doll, and I'm being serious, I don't. Not that you'd ever admit it, but it's like, what do you get out of that? It's just, it makes no sense to me, that sort of thing. It just, yeah. and, and there is a great, there's a great comedy, an old comedy in the UK, Only Feels and Horses, and there's a scene where Del Boy, who's the main actor, and it's from like the 1980s, and it's one of the best comedies ever in the UK and everything. But he ends up, he's a wheelie deal. He gets all his sex dolls, doesn't he? Three of them. But they've got like um, nitrogen in them or something, haven't they, that they can blow oh, up. Really? So he's got, yeah, that's Elf. the... Have you never seen that one, Dave? That's no. one of the most famous episodes. They're in the flat. And it, and it, it, it's like someone's um, breaking wind. So they're all looking at each other going, oh, yeah. And you get it going, and all of a sudden these three blow up dolls go up behind the finger and they run out of the flat because it's it, there's a bomb warning. They've been nicked, but they're like they've got like, like nitrogen, they've got like nitrogen in them and all this. So I just don't know where that was. I think it, like you say, because they'd seen what Katie had done, he thought, oh, that's going to be hilarious. But I just found it really uncomfortable. But then just before that, Dave, I think we had the worst introduction to anybody when Jeff came in his caravanette, Dave, in his Winnebago. What is that about? Oh, and it dear. and it looked like the Griswolds fucking extended family. Randy oh, Quaid dear. turned up there. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they come for the Christmas vacation and it's just a shit all. It looked horrible. You know, I, I don't know, Jeff. Might be an all right guy, but I can't decide if he looks like 
the villain in an 80s action movie or a pedo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two, Chris. Um, he needs to sort that hair out. And, you know, a bit later on when he, he invites Katie into the Winnebago, got a bit uncomfortable, not, not going to lie. It was all a bit like... She described it as lived in, but, you know, he was kind of like... You almost get the impression he's chucking around his dirty boxes and stuff. Yeah, and it, just, it, it was, yeah it, was, it was wrong. I can't see Jeff lasting much longer in this. No, I can't. I, I will say, Dave, there was two guys who stood out properly for me, and Sue, for the different reasons, was I thought Marcus was the one guy out of every one of them. He come in, there was yeah. no gimmick, there was no laughs. He was just a real estate agent, really, really nice lad, and he was just like, I really want to get to know you. And, and, all. and I thought he's whole demeanor was perfect his delivery everything he was he was a good guy and he walked off great but i've got to talk about courtney dave i mean courtney come out and what and when he first came out i was like what a good looking guy and i'm like he was dead slick but then he started talking going i can't wait to do this give it to you hard and then we all come together and i'm like oh no what are you doing but he looked the part he looked really slick he, i thought at, the, at that point he was the best looking guy out of all of them and I, as he was walking off i'm like this guy looks like the ultimate guy she, she that's when she did the thing didn't she where she was behind him yeah, as if she was like having sex gestures and, a bit of a shit yeah. yeah and and taisha and caitlin are laughing aren't they oh she's just done it and all this they're watching from the window but then i was like this guy is flawless until it panned from the distance, Dave, and he walked like a fucking robot, like he was the T-800, and he was walking dead stiff. <laughs> and I was thinking, all right, well, we've all got our faults, but I did think those two were the two that stood out for me yeah. over anybody, until we got the fucking pussy, Dave. Well, uh, before we come to uh, before we come to the cat or the pussy, um, I thought Christian... Actually, your name. What a name! What a I name. thought he uh, he looks like he could be a bit of a dark horse. Looks very suave, got a bit of a uh, American Psycho f- vibe about him, you know. But but <laughs> really, he's giving the old uh, genie puns, isn't he? He's talking yeah. about rubbing one out on the uh, together on the genie. Um, <laughs> but I thought. You know, he he looked like he's got an air of confidence without being too silly, and uh, I I think he could go far. You know, well, Dave, he's got a great name, so let's let's be honest. And it's not Christopher Lauren, if you're listening, it's Christian. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, but no, no, I agree, Dave, I agree. But but I do think the Connor. I thought the Connor B thing was a setup. You know, I feel as if he's an actor, and Katie knows it because he's dressed as a fucking cat. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you love it. And she she was all in, but the way she reacted to him was just, it seemed dead fake to me. I, did, I didn't buy that at all. And I don't, I mean, he was the first one. Was he the first one to get a kiss out of her, Dave? I think, no, I, th- of... I think, wasn't it Greg? Oh, the it was Greg. Really yeah. Nervous, it, but yeah. Can't, the thing is, these these people, Chris, they, they're kind of minor Instagram celebrities, aren't they? So, yeah. you know, she's always posting the videos and she obviously loves cats and stuff like that. So he's just completely playing on that you know again it's it's one of the things that i i doesn't feel right to me i i will get on to love island i'm sure at the end of the show but you know at least there you get the impression they don't know each other before whereas it, it feels like there's more game playing going on you know when they, they yeah. can kind of research each other and you know just 
pander up to them. Fucking Greg earlier, you know, he, he gave Katie the ultimate compliment, didn't he, Chris? She's such a romantic. He said, she looks just like the sort of girl I'd go up to in a bar. <laughs> 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 that was like you fucking old romantic you. Um I, I just thought that was that was pretty terrible, but um chivalry is not dead. But yeah, I <laughs> I do think I, I agree with you on Marcus though. I I didn't comment on that. Again, I, I thought he stood out, nice dashing kind of scarlet suit, didn't he? And uh Yeah, I think I don't know, Connor B is is it a setup? Well, of course it is. All all the fucking things. Turning up in a in a truck full of balls it's, that's all the setup the whole thing's a yeah, setup do you think do you think uh Taisha and caitlin actually had popcorn there i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> they know what's they we said it didn't they, with um claire where there was that thing oh was it Taisha when Taisha's dad turned up and she, she and he knocked on the door but the cameras were inside, weren't they? And I said to you, I went, well, where's the cameras when they opened the door? But yet they yeah. film from the next bit. So they've obviously gone, right, cool, let's go. And, and look, it's well, a reality what about, to... Um, Matt in Matt James's season, and you've got, uh, did he take Melissa or was it someone else on the balloon ride? And then you've got the girls all there with their binoculars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, when it when it's that... There's a line of where I can go up to, you know, and I, I'm like, I'm okay that this is a bit set up. But when they start chucking shit props in like that, it's just like, oh, fucking hell. It, it does yeah. irritate me and rub me up the wrong way. No, and I'm the same. And also, we haven't talked about it, but we get the guy in the box, don't we? Is it James, Dave? Who's yeah, in the box? yeah. And, and it, What's and in we the don't, box? Yeah, we don't, we don't know what, you know, he's, he's like, because what was funny was Katie's like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, you know, uh, I'm here and he's talking to her. But they wheel him off. And then that's obviously the joke for it. But, you know, I kept thinking, Dave, as a, a normal human being level thinking, I bet that box fucking stinks. You know what I mean? He sat there fucking sweating his bollocks off. Probably, yeah, exactly, yeah. He can't go to the toilet or anything. I was thinking, oh, that better swing him. But we had that reveal. And was it Marcus who started getting really arsy about him? Saying like, oh, no, he's going to get the... Marcus. He, not Marcus. Not Marcus. Who was it, It's the fucking motivational no, speaker, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's um, Carl Smith. Carl, Carl, yeah, Carl. Yeah, yeah. It was Carl, and he was being a bit of a dick when he's like, "Oh, well, that guy's yeah. going to come in and get the rose straight away." And and when they did finally reveal James, they, he looked like some fucking gangster from the thirties or something, didn't he? He looked pr- proper slick, he, good-looking guy, got everything I, about yeah. him. Yeah, I, I think you, you're sort of thinking, oh, this is going to be an average, or maybe a quirky guy. You know, I'm thinking like Lee Evans or something yeah. like that. You know, the old comedian with big old ears and stuff. No, he just happens to be absolutely fucking tall, handsome beefcake. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a fair play to him. And and I think because cause it's so hot in the UK at the minute as well, Chris, sat here watching it, absolutely baking. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, if I was in there and it's as hot as it is right now, you would be absolutely sweating. And I've got to say, hats off for his commitment to the box gag. Because he yeah. seemed to be in there for ages. And people didn't like to... People weren't digging into him quite as much as they were with Connor B. When Connor B turned up in his cat costume, it looked like people wanted to fucking hit him. Yeah, <laughs> they were yeah. really like, 
what the fuck are you doing? Why why would you do that? <laughs> it's like people were always like really offended by it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because he has the same right to be in there as everyone else. But obviously, yeah. I was thinking the same. I must admit, I agree with Carl thinking, I bet he's going to get the rose. However, so, so the impress, first impression rose, I was shocked, Dave, because eventually she gives it to Greg, doesn't she? Now, I know yeah. she kissed him first, but we didn't see a lot. And like I say, he was nervous and she picked up. I thought Connor B was going to get it because he'd already had a snog with her when she was dressed as a cat and she put the, mm. she put all the fucking whiskers on herself and all this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. But anyway, we go past all that. One thing I've got, a bit, I've got a bit of an issue with, Dave, and it's really apparent with this, the final rose ceremony was, you know, like we, we laugh about, I, I was set the pistol with me and you were talking about the Chris Harrison thing we talked about earlier. But when you, you, you're going down to like the last 10, and they mm. pick someone out and they went to Hunter and he's like, oh, she's she's coming down and uh, I don't know if she's going to pick me and, and I'm going to be gutted because, you know, I can just see a future with Katie. And I'm thinking, you're going to get a rose in the last five, mate. And then he went from him yeah. and then he went to someone else and he did the same thing and he got Christian. a rose. Christian was no, Christian, under pressure yeah. for a bit. He was under pressure and it was the same thing. And I'm like, they're all both going to get roses, aren't they? Let's be honest. We get these little sob stories. It puts you on a knife. It's like, oh my God, these two are going to be voted off. But then we got like three guys who got voted off. One of them who looked like William Baldwin out of Backdraft, you know, um, the tall <laughs> oh, yeah, one, yeah. Billy Baldwin. He'd not even spoke. We did nothing of this guy. And he went, he was like, see, yeah, he's probably part of the crew, Dave. And we just <laughs> wasn't even in the show. And he was a good looking lad as well. Yeah. I, I found that was a bit weird, to be honest, because we had no insight. He never even met. Um, Katie must have been terrible when they did the introductions because we'd had no VT on him or anything. Well, again, that's it's one of the things that I've just this needle that I've got about the show. One, this is the same story, and I'll come on to the sneak peek a little bit later. It's the same story with different actors, yeah. All the beats, the, the same beats through the episode, we've seen it multiple times now. Um, I, and I think you know, the thing with you know speaking to someone who's who's having a word in VT, oh, I really hope I get a rose kind of thing. It's like, we, we see this every fucking time. Now, fans of the show might love that. It's like, oh, it's this bit. It's this bit where, you know, he thinks he's not going to get a rose, but we know he's, he is going to get a rose. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. this bit. But I'm just like, oh, fuck's sake, give me something <laughs> original. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was struggling. And even Chris, in fact, let me find it, because I've got a, a thing in my notes here. Uh, in speech marks when they're all chatting and one guy says, I've never been in love before. And in my notes, I've got, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're not reading my notes, Dave, but there's, there's loads of stuff I've not put in the show today where people just talk utter shit. You know what I mean? Oh, I think... Chris, I, I, you know what? And I keep threatening to do this. I need to do it. But I put down bullshit words from this uh, episode, which will feed into our bullshit bingo. So I will do this. So the three that have... Well, actually, I've got two. So vulnerable, uh, connection, and uh, it isn't really a word, but I think it, it deserves its own space. Put it all out there. I think <sighs> when you hear one of those, you know, you need to drink. Even if it's like you know, in the middle of the morning, just hear that and drink. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I I think I, I'll jot down some more, and we'll definitely you know we'll we'll add some more as we go along. <sighs> but it is, it's all the same small vocabulary, isn't it? Yeah, and we had already got Dave a couple of the guys. I think Thomas was the first one to meet Katie, and it was the same. 
I just, you know, I'm going to meet her and I, and I think she's the one and I want this life, blah, blah, blah. And then later on you get in there, I just want what's best for Katie. You know, in a roundabout <laughs> way and I'm like, oh, fuck off. You know, some of the things they say about a life together, you're just like, do you really think any lady's going to just buy into this shit you're talking? You're just peddling nonsense, Dave. It's like Finger. We always talk about it. One of the biggest con artists I thought in any of the shows we've done, and he was a really, really nice guy, was Stuart from Labour of Love. He was a, a top guy. Oh, he yeah, just yeah. tried. He ended up being in the final two, but he just tried too hard to to um, get, is it Kristen's yeah, love? Kristen, yeah. Kristen, yeah. and... and he was, it was just too good to be true. And I think in the end, even she saw for it. But I, look, Dave, he, he, we follow him on Instagram. He looks like a really, really good guy. And he's a motivational speaker. But he did speak very eloquently. But but it's just like, no, you're trying too hard. It's not real. It's not organic. You know, if, if, you, if you fall in love with someone, Dave, yeah, yeah, you've got that love lusting or whatever. But you've also got the side of it where you've got to have an argument at some point. You can't go through life and not have arguments and barneys. It's how you cope with them and come back from yeah. them and, and you know, yeah. make up and all that stuff. That's that's real life. Chris, I've got to tell you, with the argument, so we didn't see anything like on the Yosef kind of scale in this one, um, but we had Aaron, and I wasn't sure who he was. It was only when the Rose ceremony yeah. came up and she called out his name. I was like, all oh, right, you're the fucking prick, aren't you? Because yeah. Aaron pulls that Cody to one side Pulls him outside and he's like basically saying, you know, we don't get on and none of that is my fault. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I know we're just seeing a snapshot, but I was like, just from that conversation, I don't need to see what comes before. Even if someone's being an utter prick, you don't retaliate with that kind of statement either. And I was just, clearly there was some beef between them, but it was like fucking the first night of getting to know everyone and you behave like that. This album yeah. looks like a right prick to me. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Dave? I'm glad you said that because I was watching it thinking, where the hell has this come from? Like, it, it seemed just completely like they've edited something out that we've missed. So so I am glad, I'm glad you picked up on that. I completely forgot. But yeah, look, it makes for a great series if it's going to get better because, Dave, let's talk about the preview. The preview looked like it. everyone was crying. Everyone was fucking crying every, every minute. Every contestant was either storming off or they were crying. It was It was so bizarre. Yeah, and and the thing is, we've seen all that as well. So we we saw what what was the girl's name in the last uh, in Matt James's season where she just turns up near the end. Oh, the is one in Heather? the fucking yeah, the one who was in for like one episode and then disappeared. Yeah. The blonde they, girl, yeah. They like pretended that she drove there on her own accord, and you know Chris Harrison's there. We can't just let you in. You know we're all quarantining and stuff. Yeah, all right, Chris. Um. <laughs> we get we get fucking Blake turning up doing exactly oh, the fucking same, Chris. No, and he no. was Blake was all in for Claire, wasn't he? Yeah. And now he's just saying, "Oh, I'm I'm all in for Katie." You know, she's the one kind of thing. I was just like, "Oh, fucking hell, this this is oh, it's shit, isn't it? Really? I, yeah. I know we love it, <laughs> but it's crap. It needs something." more original than what it's given us yeah and that i think that's probably where i'm at at the moment dave it's the first episode and i think what what's bugging me is we know we've got love island coming 
and I love doing all these shows. I love me and you talking. I love interacting with all our good friends on Facebook. And please get over to our Facebook as well, guys, if you do agree or disagree. Uh, Chris and Dave's reality TV cast over there. Our good friend Charlene runs everything. And me and you are on there, Dave, a lot. We post all the episodes. But everything that we do is has always been about love. We were the Love Island cast, weren't we? So when I'm watching this, Love Island's stupid and they're all wannabes and all that, and we'll take the piss. But there is a bit of rea- realism to some of the stuff. This is just so polished and that. And it just feels like you're watching a daytime drama, really, like a love drama, yeah. you know, you know, something like that. It just, It's just too much at times, I think. You know, the, the thing is with Love Island, right, You've got, and on the UK season, you've got Ian Sterling, and he's the template for all the others as well, isn't he? For Australia, for the USA, that they all take the lead from him in terms of he just doesn't give a shit and he just takes the piss out of all the contestants. He laughs at the hypocrisy and he's making sarcastic uh, comments and, you know, you'll get a nice shot of the moon and he's like, oh, yeah, some stock footage because we can afford to <laughs> remember the that. real thing. And, you know, it's, it's just taking the piss out of the ridiculousness of the show and you feel like you're being... Uh, you're in on the joke. You're laughing along with the narrator kind of thing and, and the, the silliness of this whole situation. Whereas here, it feels like I'm being mugged off watching it because I'm constantly just thinking, what, what's fucking real here? You know, And it yeah. is so fake compared to a lot of the other fake reality TV shows. <laughs> what is real, Dave? Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm in an existential crisis. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll see as we go into episode two, and I'm I'm sorry, guys, if you feel we're being a bit negative, but you know me and Dave, we just throw it all out there what we're feeling, and it just felt like this was at the moment. It feels a step too far, and Kate is just far too polished for me, too too much. So we'll see. But I'm 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 I'm, I'm liking Tasha and Caitlin, Dave, having a different dynamic to what we've seen so far in the other series. So that's that's what yeah. I'm quite interested in how that will play out and how they will support her and hopefully pull up the guys because Chris Harrison never really pulled anyone up in the, the epi- I think they will because they've been there and been in that situation. They know how ridiculous the producers will lead things. So I'm hoping that they may stand up for her and give a bit back. So that's going to be quite good to be fair. Yeah, I, look, there's definite upgrade from Chris Harrison. <laughs> Glad he's gone. But fucking Tasha, Chris, we just watched a couple up with Zach in The Bachelorette. And she still can't let go of the franchise. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's now back as a host. It's like, ah, oh, this incestuous little gang. It's just, yeah, does my head in. It, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, Dave, we do have to tell everybody about our weight loss challenge, don't we? So we're, we're we it's the th- third episode in. And uh, where are you at the moment, my friend? Right, so we started off uh, at the beginning of this. I was at one ninety three pounds, and I'm currently Chris at one eighty eight point six, and I'm fucking having that point four off one eighty nine. We're not <laughs> rounding put, up then, no. <laughs> we, no, we're rounding down definitely. <laughs> so that that puts me uh, at four point four pounds less. So I'm I'm thirty one percent of my overall target Good so I'm quite happy Chris so I mean to get there I haven't done anything particularly drastic uh, all I've done is just 
tried to drink a little bit less, <laughs> which was not hard, to be honest. Um, and also go out for, for more walks. So get up in the morning, uh, take the dog for a walk. That's it. So nothing particularly, you know, uh, not eating salads and Rivita breads or anything every day. So, so yeah, doing all right so far. Make yourself Good stuff. Well, Dave, I'm blaming it on you because initially <laughs> I lost two pounds in the first week, and I've not lost anything since. So I'm still, I'm still two pounds, which I think you believe you told me before we recorded is about thirteen percent of my target. So I got to yeah. walk my game. I've got to walk my game. When you came down to Manchester, we had a great night. Many drinks and Elvino did flow, my friend. And obviously, Elvino did Elvino flow. He certainly did because there was some great uh, football <laughs> results on the evening that we didn't think had come true. So me and you had many a drink. So, uh, yeah, I'm blaming it all on that, even though that was 10 days ago, Dave. So, and, no, and it was I, like one night in the three yeah, weeks that we've been in doing the three this. Weeks. So, uh, yeah, anyway. But, but so <laughs> next week, I will have better results because it'll give me another kick up the arse. I'm still training every day. I'm still yoga. I'm not Mr. Day's yoga all year, Dave. So, or whether it's a, a 10 minute workout or a half hour workout and top of my own, I've not missed one single day I've done over 160 days yoga straight my, my target was a full 365 and I'm going to keep going and doing it I, even even much so that on Friday night me and Sam had, had a load of drink we're watching Gogglebox and we're watching some uh, music and that and at 11 o'clock I went <gasps> I've not done the yoga. And Sam goes, oh, I've got a bed. And then for 10 minutes down here, I'm doing like a yoga sort of stretching abs workout day while I was pissed. So that wasn't the best. You should have recorded that. That'd been some no. comedy viewing right there. There's a, there's, there's a lot of wobbling and moaning going on, Dave. So, uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely getting my, my backside in gear. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I'm, so, I'm put out a little bit now because I, I injured my uh, my right arm oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no, you're not a baseball player to, are you Dave <laughs> I was trying to do like a, a reverse snatch type of thing but I just got the technique all wrong and I think I pulled mm. my sort of ligament yeah. and so I've, I've been sort of laying off the gym but like I say just doing a, a bit more walking because I can't do the gym at the minute <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, Dave. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, my baseball's coming home nicely, though. <laughs> I noticed your arm was fucking massive, Dave. <laughs> excellent, oh, excellent. Dear. No, if anybody, if anybody wants to come along on the journey with us, you don't have to tell us your weight or anything. I totally get it because I'm, I'm the worst person for stepping on the scales. It's like a big thing for me being a, a big kid when I was younger and all that. So don't feel you have to, but if you just want to do it and just do your own thing and you know, we're pushing each other along and get involved guys. There's no, no thing. It's just something we're doing for a bit of fun and get us both fit for, well, we're going to be fit by the end of the summer, Dave. So that's, um, you sort of defeats the object. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> excellent. Well, it's, it's just, we're, we're trying to push each other along a little bit, aren't we? So yeah. it's nothing. Like I say, for me, I'm just trying to eat like 200 calories less a day and work off another 200. So be 400 in deficit. Yeah, good work, good work. So if you want to get a hold of us, guys, at CD Reality Cast on social media, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast.gmail.com and I'm sure we're going to have some emails Dave about what we agree or disagree on the, the show 
Yeah, I, I would love to hear from people. Is, is it? Are we just being jaded with this? Uh, or people? Are people loving like seeing the same story again, the exact same scenes almost. You know, I would never do it, Chris. But you know, if you overlaid like Claire's season, say, and the first episode of that season, it, it feels like it'd be almost exactly the same. Like they've gone through all the limo introductions and everything by about halfway through. You know, and then we get the cocktail date and whatever, and the rose ceremony. It it just feels so samey. But I don't know if it, if we're just being jaded with it. And like I say, we at the end of this month we've got UK Love Island coming up, haven't we? We've got the US Love Island. So <laughs> I I am itching for that because uh, it's been a while, hasn't it, since we were across in Vegas to see the US Love uh, Island. Well, they never rang me the bastards to be the presenters. So, uh, yeah. Shocker. <laughs> devastated about that, Dave. Devastated. But no, I agree. You could literally deep fake everybody on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, Dave, couldn't you? The technology's that good. You could put anybody's head on him and, and yeah. it, it, it's the same fucking show and episodes all the way through. So let's see. Let, maybe it is me. To, I'm happy for someone to call me and you out and say you're just a pair of, of um, old duffers who, you know, what you're talking about. I'm happy with that. That's just the way I feel. But, Dave, Love Island's coming, my friend, and I am excited. If anybody dares to ring or ring in or email in and slag Love <laughs> Island off, we're going to have a problem. Nobody <laughs> slates my favourite reality show, Dave. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir, and I'll speak to you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Too many men, not enough ladies, too many men, not enough ladies, too many men, too many men.